Welcome back to the Best You Nation, where we believe in managing your drive, optimizing 24 hours in a day, and becoming the best version of you. That's right. And now, your global and Instagram influencers, and also your host, Finn and Adler. We hope that you enjoy this podcast today. So, people, 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 welcome all. I'm so happy that we all can be here together. Um, my buddy Finn, right here, um, he, <laughs> him and I have a podcast. It's called The Best You Nation. So, welcome to the channel. Welcome to um, just if you listen to us on Spotify, whatever you're listening to us, thank you so much for being part of the movement and supporting your guys, Finn and Adler. Thank uh, you guys so much for joining us. It, it's spectacular. I, I think that, you know, just purely from the fact that, you know, we keep on growing every single week and we get some amazing feedback from amazing people. Um, some people we know and some people we don't know. So it, it's just, it's, it's just a really good um, experience or a good feeling just to know that there are people that we're impacting and we impact people with our words, our presence, but most importantly, in this season, we're impacting people with our love, right? Mm-hmm. So that's been the, 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 the theme, the, the constant thing that we've been discussing, different variations, different forms of love. And, you know, Finn, I, I'm sure that you can attest to it too, but uh, we have been kind of bouncing back and forth ideas on today's subject, right? What did we agree upon today so you know we i kind of want to share this just real quick just to kind of kind of keep things really interesting um so we do a lot of off-air talk you know to kind of collaborate and discuss where we're headed um it's actually really a good a good thing to do i mean anytime you in order to accomplish something you have to plan um so what we were talking about was the question is love a choice. Uh, as many people we know, we've been talking about love, like you mentioned, um, back and forth between um, what you know, self-love, uh, valuing yourself, loving people. Um, how do we love people? Um, all the way back to the beginning of this season, where we were talking about um, you know the social injustice in our nation, and just you know the whole issue that happened just a few months ago. Um, but today, you know, we've taken a whole another step to really dig into something that I feel like a lot of people ask, uh, whether it is in their relationships, which just as a disclaimer, I'm not a relationship and Adler, you're not, I'm sure you can test the same thing as, as I, but we are not relationship coaches. We are not professionals. We're not married. We wouldn't know a lot of the questions when it comes down to that. So when we talk about relationships and when we talk about dating, it's coming strictly from our own personal experiences uh, things that we've experienced, whether it was in the last five years, 10 years, whatever these um, points that we make, the, the discussion that we're having today, please just be advised that this is not from any kind of source to give you a clinical or any kind of um, psychiatric. Uh, this is basically bro. like the disclaimer, like if you ever watch uh, like anything on MTV, like if you watch like the shows like... Uh, Tosh.0. Uh, yeah, Tosh.0 no, or, or what's the ridiculousness, whatever. Ridiculousness. That, that voice that comes on, it's like, you know, hey, don't, don't send us videos because if you send us videos, we, uh, we won't take it seriously. Da, 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 da. So basically, this is our disclaimer. 
Um, we're gonna get into relationship or um, relationship love or uh, I mean, there's a different kind. I think there's different levels. I think today's topic is. I mean, we have our we have our standard question. We always have some kind of topic, and today's topic is is love of choice. But I think Adler, we have to just want to put the disclaimer that hey, we're not like you know perfect in our relationships, and I can acknowledge being the best me that I can acknowledge that I have my shortcomings. So that yes. being said, we are going to discuss. We're going to discuss it just based on our own perspective. Um, but go Which ahead. is amazing. Yeah. So, um, so today, you know, in the today's day and age, Adler, we find a lot of people who are, if you want to talk about dating, before we really get started with talking about dating, we have to really understand what we've talked about love, you know, and you um, were telling me a quote from a movie that you were watching the other day and what love the perception of love is. Can you share that with me? Can you share that? So um, the movie that I was watching, um, it's called Set It Up. It's pretty good. Lucy Lou's in it. Um, but uh, I think the quote, and I'm going to paraphrase, um, but so I, uh, the, the quote was, when you like somebody, you list characteristics and traits that, um, that you appreciate of that person. Mm-hmm. But when you love somebody, since love is a more powerful form of caring for someone, you love them despite or in spite of, like, you know, their shortcomings, their flaws. So, you know, flaws like, you know, be, you know, I still love you regardless of the fact that you snore, regardless of the fact that you leave the toothpaste um, cap off to the side and don't cover up the toothpaste, like small things like that, you know, like, uh, she just kind of go went into detail about that. And I, I, you know, it just struck me as something like, that's really profound. Like, you know, that's a very good indication on like whether you love somebody because it's easy to love somebody when things are going perfect, when things are going good and the world is, is, is shining and everything is in your favor. Yes. It's easy to love somebody, but it's so much harder to love somebody when, the chips are are, are, are are faint and your back is against the wall. The world has betrayed you. Like everything, like everything is going south. That's when you can really truly see if somebody truly loves you. Because in those moments, that there's a level of support that you're supposed to be receiving and that you sometimes give. Exactly. No, I was going to, make a you know uh just wanted to share something with you because i feel like with that being said that it brings to my mind just this actual scenario that took place and just for the sake of explaining explaining and for um again for disclosure i'm not gonna be mentioning any names really necessarily when it comes down to explaining this but there was a relationship that i was in and this is again just uh, an example that i want to use where that exact point or the point that you were just made was actually exemplified as as a perfect example <clears throat> so i'm going to share this with you in a real quick nutshell basically i was in a relationship for six months and everything from the beginning it was always beautiful it's always like that there's always that honeymoon stage we'll talk about that a little bit later on but the honeymoon stage really is a place where we are in a comfort we are seeing that uh superficial love develop it's a developing stage and a lot of times what happens is people want that to last a very long time and it's not realistic for it to do so. So one of the things that I noticed is that it's, it comes to a point where in my own personal journey with this, with this female, uh, our relationship was really, really, really strong. 
But over time, it really became more about this super, it stayed superficial, even though I was trying to progress. Now, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that, hey, look at me, I'm, I'm this relationship coach, which I'm not. But the point that I'm trying to make here is that it was little things that I kept explaining to her. I said, listen, I'm not going to only embrace you for what is good about who you are. I also need to embrace you for who you are, the, the bad things. I'm not necessarily bad. For lack of terms, let me use the words insecurities and securities. Your securities are going to be there with you. I'm secure about certain things. And I'm insecure about certain things. We walk into every relationship having one of having both. We thrive on our, our, uh, our securities. We tend to struggle when we have our insecurities because we don't want that other person to judge us, to, to not love us. I mean, that's really what we, we fear. We create this, this anxiety, this fear that, oh my gosh, you know, I leave the toilet seat open or, hey, I snore at night or, hey, I have a bad habit of, you know, tapping my toes when I get nervous. Like, those are very small, very superficial examples. But these things really did take place in the previous relationship that I was in. And it created this constant battle. And it stressed me out a bit because I was trying to figure out why I'm not able to break past. Why didn't she embrace herself? Why didn't she understand that it's okay to have insecurities? Why was it a problem that I would like one thing real quick, you know me ever. I talk to everybody. I talk to everybody wherever I go, whether it be out in public, whether it be at work, whether it just be in general. This is what I do. This is what you do. We communicate. But my, yeah. you know, in this previous relationship, um, the, the female was not a fan of me uh, talking to everybody in the store. We would go to Walmart. We'd go to Target, whatever, you know, and I'd say, hey, how's it going? Life is good. I hope you're doing well. And she's like, why do you always have to talk to everybody? And I said, that's just who I am. And she had a problem with me doing that. And it made me feel kind of secluded. But that to me, I was became very insecure to my own self over time because that's just who I am. And in her eyes, it was more like the lack of attention in her eyes for herself. So I know these are a lot of pointers that I threw out at you, but if there was any time in your life where you experienced something like that, um, what would you say would be the most um, important thing for people to take away when you look at these situations, when you see yourself in a place where, you know, where you experience the, the liking or the loving of a person based off of the insecurities, the securities, the negatives or the positives about a person? If you don't mind sharing that with us, if you have something to share, of course. Um, so, I mean, I guess – kind of i mean kind of like what you've experienced uh one of my one of my so my greatest feature is also my greatest flaw mm. um, my greatest feature is that i can talk to just about anyone anything and have a discussion but that's also one of the greatest flaws at least that's what i've been told in every you know not necessarily successful relationship but in most of my relationships it's been like a, a problem you know because it's just like you know, do I really have to go speak to the clerk that's, you know, at Walgreens or do I really have to like sit down and like have this conversation um, with a homeless man? I mean, like it, it comes down, it comes down to this, you know, uh, I think that the interactions that we have with people are meaningful. And so even if it's just me saying, hey, can I borrow a pencil or hey, um, Yo, I hope you have a wonderful day. Like, I really, I really hope you have a good day. I heard about, you know, I, there was a, 
when back in college, I used to, uh, I used to take the tolls to class, right? And I didn't have an e-pass, so I had to stop and then pay my teller. And there was this lady that I had been going there so frequently, so much. Her and I, like, I don't remember her name, but her and I became friendly towards each other. Like, she's probably, well, now she's probably in, like, her 70s. And, like, I was in my early 20s. And, um, like, she would tell me about, like, you know, things about her kids, her boyfriend, and, like, you know, give me intimate details, and I would share in turn. And it's it's only, like, a, a, a 30 second to a minute like exchange because there's people behind me but sure. the course of like you know culminating between like three to four years we got to know like intimate details about each other that like it was never like anything like you know weird or anything but we got to know things about it she'd be like hey how's your girlfriend at the time and she'd be like oh okay you know i i know she's in school for x y and z you know i hope that things go well and like we would just talk to each other and that's something that I, I think that, um, and I, I, this is just my, my own idea, and I could be wrong, but I think that when you, when you love somebody, that, that great, that great uh, characteristic that I have is also becomes my, my biggest flaw because it's just like, oh, you're giving somebody attention. I'm not giving anybody attention. I was exactly like this when you met me. You knew this. But you just don't like it now that we've, you know, things have been more defined and you feel some type of way. And I mean, that, that's the, you're entitled to feel that way. And that's perfectly fine. I just, I, I think that, you know, when you, when you find the right fit, it's going to be one of those things where the person can accept you for your flaws and accept you for who you are and allow you to be the best version of yourself without having to be like, hey, yo, you need to correct this, you need to change this, you need to do, and I mean, obviously, if, there's, if it's a bad trait, but like, that's something that I've always done all my life. Well, 100%, I mean, you make a great point about the, the fact that you had mentioned that traits, that trait is probably, my, is actually one of, is my, is like my, my flaw, or you said your, your, your strongest trait. Is also my greatest flaw. Yes. So the problem is, is a lot of times I find myself talking to everybody, you know, everybody, but then I get really nervous because I'm around people. And, um, but one thing I really want to, I wanted to, I want to bring something up. You know, we talk about how people, you know, we choose to love, we choose to love, right? Um, a lot of people say that love is emotionally driven or love is an emotion. I know this is a little bit, this is like a cider, but this is a really important thing because I struggled. I struggled to love. This is a little more on the personal side of things because a lot of people don't know too much of my backstory, which I'll get into here in a little bit. But, um, you know, love is not necessarily an emotion. And here's why. Because it requires emotions to contribute to love. Because the same, the, the thing that I see is this, a lot of people see love, right? This goes back to the first, you know, the thing that we were just talking about here, mentioned ago, seconds ago, about how, oh, you left the toothpaste cap on, done off the toothpaste. Now, if you still love that person, the emotion yeah. that is contributed to the love that you are pursuing for this person or that you are exemplifying is going to be frustration. 
But you would think, oh, no, nah, frustration is in love. Because frustration is a negative connotated word. Or angry. Or mad. Sad. Negative. Right? Instead of like, oh, yeah, it's just fine. Let it go. It, it's unrealistic. If you don't, if that's something that bothers you, not that knows a little off topic, but the point yeah. is there is there's a fine line. A lot of people will argue or maybe disagree with me. Again, disclaimer, I'm not a relationship or a love coach, but I will say that love is not an emotion. It is a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you always use, it's like a bundle of multiple emotions that so, create this. I think for me, I, I, if I may, I'm going to try to clean it up. Um, love is, is more than an emotion. Love okay. is the combination of the feelings and the emotion that's that and maybe sparks the drive, but the choice choosing is gonna be what what propels you and allows you to go to that next step. Sure. I like that. Yeah. A lot better than one. I mean, I like that you add that because that kind of just Yeah, just to just to kind of clean it up because you need to have that that clarification. Yeah. Yeah. So I had mentioned something and I want to talk about this. And I know off air we had conversed earlier today and shared, you know, this, these stories, these experiences we had in our life. One of the things that I personally experienced, Adler, is a lot of people don't know this, but I was adopted and I'm perfectly fine telling people that. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very important thing to know. If you know who I am, you know that there it's a blessing. Um, but for me, for a long time, that wasn't that wasn't the case. I never saw it as a blessing. I never saw it as a saving and grace. I never saw it as a positive. I always looked at it as a negative because, you know, when you look back on your own personal journey and you look at what's going on, you're your best critic. You're your best cheerleader. We saw we talked about that last week, and I feel like I was my best critic for 14 years. Like absolutely the best critic. Now I don't want to take too much time talking about the story, but I want to share with you very briefly and explain to you why I am so strong about love being a choice. Because there's two types, two two instances, two experience, or two um, parts to this story. But the first part is important. The second part is also very important. But the first part goes down to my biological mother, who obviously gave birth to me. Now that's yeah. that's, a, that's obvious. Um, but the, the important thing to get from this is, is that from the moment that I was born, I was put up for adoption. I didn't really get held. I didn't really spend a lot of time in my mom's hands at all, actually. Straight to an orphanage. This is what they do in Russia. It's a very poverty country. Um, you know, it was communist at the time. So it was a lot of, a lot of issues already politically. So a lot of the children are adopted or put into adoption immediately in that country. So the point is that I'm trying to make here today is, is that love was a choice for my mother. At this time in my life, I see it as an opportunity for me to thrive, to strive, and to be the best version of me. But the first 14 years of my life, I didn't see it as that. I saw it as a rejection. I saw it as a, I was uh, let go, pushed out. I yeah. was, I was um, as we talked last week, I felt, how could I love me? if I'm not even loved by my own biological mother. Now, these are things that I actually thought about. And this is a really, it takes a lot to become personal on this because it is something that was, is a foundation for the growth that I've had over the last several years. Yeah. 
So with my, my adoption, my, my, sorry, my biological family doing what, you know, making the choice to put me up for adoption. And we had talked about this. Was it more so because they couldn't take care of me and they wanted the best for me and that is why they did it? Or they genuinely just couldn't take care of me, but that's just how they did it. The reason why I saw it as a rejection is obviously because I'm your child. <laughs> you birthed me. Why is it that you have to put me up? That was a question I always asked. And so years on later, I know I was struggling with anger. Um, you know, not necessarily depression, but I was sad. I was angry. I was very, very like emotionless. I didn't really, I was selfish. I was very, I was very, I just chose not to really care for other people and love people because I felt like if I wasn't loved, why should I read? Why should I give that back? Yeah. Um, there was a choice that my mom and dad now, my adoptive parents, that I don't really consider my adoptive parents. I call them my parents, my mom and dad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they made a choice to love me and to take me in as their son, to raise me to be the man that I've become today. I gave them every reason to be stressed. I gave them every reason to be frustrated, to be tired, to be worn out. It takes some strong parents to be able to deal and handle with a child that is not emotionally connected, that has no sense of trust or any kind of understanding of love. And you're trying to teach your child to develop the skills necessary to do the very thing that we're doing right here on this show. Yeah. So the point that I'm trying to make, I know it's a little bit of a long session here trying to explain this, but it's pretty important to understand that sometimes we see things in our own eyes as a rejection in this case or an acceptance. And we determine our love, whether it be a choice or was it out of an emotional content? And so um, it takes a lot. It takes a lot for somebody to, to make a move like that. Um, and, you know, I, and, I, and I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that I was able to get past all of the frustrations and uh, all the, the things that were going on in my life in the earlier days of my age of, you know, growing up. Um, and now at this point, now I see it and I go, you know what? My mom, my biological mother loved me enough. She loved me by what she did. She's new. And I really don't know what the case was, to be honest. I really don't know what her background or story was. I have no information about my biological parents. So I would assume that she wasn't able to care for me because of how Russia was at the time. And I would imagine that was the best choice that she could make because so, she knew that she, I would not be able to thrive in her care, but that somebody else would be able to do that, which my parents today that have been my parents for 21 years were able to sustain, to be strong and to walk by faith, to be able to get me to where I am today. So that was a little short, little uh, short story with me. Yeah. It's never a short story, but I wanted to share that because it's empowering to know that. Well, so check this out. Check this out. I think that like when you're talking about like um, uh, parental love or like the, the father, father, son, or, um, parent child aspect or that is like the purest form of love because you got to think of it and this is where this is where I can support what you're saying love is a choice so 
they love you in spite of the the countless ways you you try to push them away or um, the countless ways that you try to be disruptive or you know the other aspect of it like every time you were sick your mom would make you chicken noodle soup and give you meds and take you to the doctors every time that you cried your your parents would comfort you those are those are options they don't have to do anything they don't have to do all that stuff but they chose to do those things and they chose to do them with the purest intentions like with an open heart because they love you and i think that when you're looking at the parental dynamic that dynamic is the purest form of love period because not only not only do you have that emotional attachment but you choose to do it night in and night out think of it if your mom and dad like if everybody in the house gets the flu your mom is still the one that has to treat herself and then treat you and your brother and your dad at the same time she right. loves you guys to put you guys ahead of herself and then treat herself afterwards but not not necessarily getting that same level of care she still gets cared for in return just not getting that same level of care in return so like that right there is completely utterly a choice it's an option it's a choice that she chooses every single day she chooses you guys because you guys are her family her anchor and um you know i think that like in for just our generation, right? When we, we're talking about like relationship wise, and you know, we're really quick as a society to be like, "Hey, I love you." Wow, <laughs> it's been a whole two days. I just met you. What's your name again? You know, yeah. like, like wow. Oh, like, God. can I get your Instagram? Can I get your Facebook? Because they're going to stalk me and see what kind of yeah. person I am. Because you okay. would rather do it through social media than ask me what my favorite flavor ice cream or is, or as cliche I, as it is. What's your favorite animal or favorite color? Uh, uh, I have just come to just accept the fact that that is part of dating in the 21st century. It's not necessarily something I necessarily like. I'm, I will be honest. Anytime I've ever gotten on a date, I go in there blind and I just get an emotional feel because I can figure out within um, 30 minutes if this is a person that I would like to continue seeing or not. You know, it just based off of the conversation that we have, that interaction the very first time. So um, I, I think that like, saying i love you to somebody within six months and okay now again this is not i'm not a relationship coach i'm not knocking anybody that got married i after. love our disclaimer i love our disclaimer it's great just, just for me from my own perspective is when somebody says i love you after less than six months that's like saying hi my name is adler themistaco here's my social security number oh Take yeah it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. that's <laughs> sensitive information. You need to oh, hold that. And then, you know, we could talk about that a little bit later down the line. That's how it feels to me. Just because I feel like the term just gets slung around and it's just said without actually understanding what it means. And I, I kind of started this earlier, but it's easy to love somebody when the sun's out, the flowers are, are, are blooming and, you know, everything is just perfect and hockey door, but it takes actually seeing somebody on the in the darkest times when they're insecure when they're hurt when they when they collapse on the ground they feel like they don't feel like moving like that is when you really know if you love somebody or if you know that you're being loved because right. those moments right there when you when you're when you're down the darkest times that's when you, you need that love and support and it's easy to love and support somebody when everything's going well it's harder, so much harder to love and support somebody 
when they're facing their darkest time. That's true. Uh, and I love it, man. I love the point that you're making there, man. It's so true. And the, in the day and age that we're living in now, and, you know, I know I'm jokingly saying it's, it's, here's my Instagram, here's my Facebook. And that was the first things that most people ask for because they want to determine what kind of person you are. It's I always like encourage people. Check. It's like, that's it's, a, yeah, um, it's, it's exactly what it is. It's a background check. Dang, I didn't even think of it like that. It's really it just is a background, like, check. background check. That's how they do it. And it's funny because it's like, all right, hey, you're going to do this background check, but technically the information that you're gathering is information that I want you to know. So I'm going to highlight all the best features of myself and then we'll see if I can get you into, like, it's almost like you're coercing somebody to go out with you. It's like, hey, I, I, work, I work for this company and I do this for a living and I, do, uh, I make this and I also have this and I've been traveling and I do this. Like all these things, they look like these bullet points and they're like, oh, wow, look at them. This is the real person. But and I, I can't stress this enough. Instagram and Facebook is not the real person. Instagram and Facebook are just highlights of parts and moments of that person's life. And if you're basing your decision to love somebody or to get into a relationship based off of somebody's social media, then you're in for a rude awakening. Because again, that's what what you see on Instagram is when life is perfect. What happens? Well, but that's that's your that's your sunshining flower blooming birds chirping kind of situation that's that's what that is and if you're looking for which is is such a like again we are not relationship coaches but we are being we've experienced this i've experienced this i remember that's what it is what is it it's just being transparent yes i think the reality is is that and i always say whenever i have talked to people or talked to girls i should be more specific i've talked to girls and they're like well, what's the first date? And I say, well, I, I'm genuinely, genuinely, I like to go to the beach. I like to go see a sunset. I like to do simple things because in the moments that, like you said, 30 minutes, I'm not as good as you. I can usually figure it out within the first hour, two hours. So I'm a little slower, but that's okay. It's not when you, gosh, when you spend the time with somebody, again, dating, building friendships, you develop an understanding for what that person's about. It's something that coach said a couple of weeks ago on here uh, about his fellowship group. And I loved it because we're gathered here today. You know, he said, we're gathered here today after 20 years of doing a Bible or a prayer group, everybody knows each other and knows everything about their family because they had the time and energy to get to know the people. And if you got to do that with people, friends, with somebody you want to get to know, see, love cannot be measured the same between two people. It's never going to be the same. The way that we measure love, like you said, it's, it's, you know, love, love isn't, you can just, the word is tossed around so much and we tend to do that because we're human. We want to, we have an expectation. We have a timeline. We have all these things that we put that are superficial and materialistic. Love is not materialistic guys. Love is not materialistic. You cannot, you can't pamper love. You can't just see the good in somebody and say, I love you. You've got to be able to persevere and be able to embrace somebody on their bad days. And to the ladies out there, you guys know what I'm talking about. You know, you're, you got your messy bun hair, you know, you got a little thick, um, a thick polo or a thick uh, sweater on with some, you know, you just feel like it's just a coffee lay in bed kind of day. And you ladies know, like you, you guys want your mans to take care of you. You know, it's, it's important. And 
you know, like you guys probably feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not looking good today. And you guys think these things, but men, you got to love your ladies, no matter how they look today, no matter what they're feeling, no matter what's on their mind, no matter what kind of mood they're in, because the sun isn't always going to be shining. The best people to tell you that the sun is going to be shining is the weatherman, because let me tell you something, it doesn't always shine. That's the one job that you can lie and still get paid to do your job. It's crazy. So, but you can't do that with love. Can't lie about love because that gets you in a lot of trouble. Don't do that, men and women. I don't encourage that. So being in uh, the stage that <laughs> I am in life, uh, my parents have been married for 31 or 32 years. 31, 31 years in, this, in December. Okay. They've been married for 31 years. And, you know, I constantly ask my mom and my dad and like, I'm just like, hey, can you give me a pointer? Give me a tip. Like, what do you think about, you know, whatever, whatever. And um, this is like probably the first time I'm more open about my relationships with my parents where I just like, hey, you know, I like somebody and, you know, this is what I think and whatever, whatever. And um, one of the things that my mother says that she, she knows and she loves about my dad is regardless, like my dad, he travels a lot for work, right? So regardless of what time he comes in or when he comes or where he's going, she knows that when she falls asleep and she, she talks about falling asleep in the fetal position, he's always metaphorically and physically got her back, like right there behind her. And that's one of the things that she highlights uh, um, as the reason why they've been able to last for as long as they have. And, you know, they both tell me about like the struggles and the things that hardships that they've gone through, like being together. And then just kind of just like, all right, we made it on the other side because at the end of the day, I have you and you have me. And that's like the, this concept. And like, maybe, maybe that's, I, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping a hundred right now. Right. Maybe that's one of those things that kind of like messes messes with me because I have this expectation. I'm just like, all right, you know, hey, I want somebody who's going to accept me for me, but also, you know, X, Y, Z. But I also told you, like, my greatest strength is also my greatest flaw. At least that's what I've been told. Um, you know, that same trait that you love about me is the same one that you eventually come to be like, oh, man, I'm not, I don't like the fact that you talk to everybody, speaking to everyone. Why are you talking to the toll lady? You don't really have to take the time to talk to the toll lady. I like the toll lady. She's a sweet lady, all right? <laughs> so, you're allowed to like the toll lady and this is the thing i told you this is this is something that we both experienced i it would it pissed my ex-girlfriend off and i'm gonna be straight up honest if i what i use to network what i'm good at with people talking communicating reaching out i mean i care for people so what do we do we naturally talk to everybody yeah. and so when we would be at target we would be at a restaurant i would crack a joke like hey what's up you know weather's nice outside just like that you know like those shoes or something or i just make some you know i would just make conversation like hey how's your day going in line let me get that for you when you have to talk to everybody like that's literally and no disrespect to her i'm just saying that's just me i never saw it as a problem but now you've known me for what three months and this is bothering you these are things that we experience in the new generation of relationships and i'm sure generations behind us of relationships but the end day message the last thing we really want people to grasp from today 
yeah. today's message overall in general between uh, parental dynamic love, which I love that term, parental dynamic love, which we're always going to have talks about because I can say and Adler can attest, Adler can attest for this too. I love this like sideways thing now. This guy um, is we love our parents. We would not be here doing this if it wasn't for our parents supporting us. I always, tell, I always tell people, the reason why I can be the best me is because someone believed in me. And it really started back long, long time ago. And wherever you are today in your journey, in your step, whether you are dating somebody, whether you're just reestablishing a relationship with your parents, because I know there's some people out there who probably don't talk to their mom or maybe not talk to their dad. Or maybe don't talk to either one because there's conflicts. And I guess we're not conflict resolutionists, but we do believe that there are opportunities for you to develop the habits and to optimize the 24 hours you have in a day to find that balance, to find that median for yourself to get to that point where you said, you know what, I'm going to strive to love. I'm going to choose to love. I'm going to choose to, to let certain things go so that I can get to this point. And also yeah. just one last thing, we don't believe in superficial love. I think that love is a choice. Love is something we, we've talked about. It's what you do. It's what you say. And you don't just go in throwing the word love around any kind of way you want to because it's not that kind of word. It's not that kind of action. It's not that, it's not that kind of um, – it's not something we do. I think that a lot of people sit here and ask themselves, how do I love? And when do I love? So if you're asking yourself that question today, if you've been asking that and listening to Adler and I talk, we've covered a lot of different ground, but I want you guys to really think about if you are choosing to love because you want to love or you're choosing to love because you're being a little stingy about how you can love people. If you are so concerned about how somebody looks, what they say, how they talk, what they do, their occupation – then you need to sit back and stop for a second and analyze yourself because you need to choose to love you first and see yourself too and say, I struggle with these things. I struggle. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I know that. So, and um, check this out. Um, and I just feel like this is just kind of like uh, a little bit of real realism or whatever you want to call it. So I'm not a wisdom nugget. Uh, not even that. Like I'm not necessarily expecting every person that's watching this or you know, listening to this at home to be like, yo, well, I have a horrible relationship with my parents and I hate them and da, da, da. Yo, hey, look, your, your relationship with your parents is unique. It's that, that dynamic is something that nobody can speak on except for you because you are the only person that has experience with that. So, you know, the only thing that Finn and I are saying is in our own personal lives, the dynamic that our parents have shown us has been a, a foundational love or how we are capable of loving the people around us. So I just wanted to just clarify that just as like a quick disclaimer. Yes, and, um, yes. Most importantly, like the second thing that I want to kind of just kind of touch on is um, love is a choice, it's an option. And you can choose somebody every single, every single second, every single day, and still it may not work out. Now, that's tough to swallow. And I think that's why a lot of people have issues letting go of situations 
because it's just like, hey, I emotionally invested so much into this. I, I can't even begin to think of what I'm going to do without this person because I've had them so long and I've, I've invested so much of myself and I've lost myself in this person. Now, I think that just because, you know, obviously I, I may not be the best person to come to about relationship advice, but in terms of um, like figuring out how to love yourself at even at the detriment of a relationship, the one thing that I, I have learned, and this is my, my, my nugget for you, is instead of being sad and crying about things being completely finished or over, there's the flip side to it where you can find that, that silver lining. And that silver lining to me is don't cry because it's over but be happy because it happened. Because there's so many times in, in, in life that people said, man, I wish I've experienced love. I wish I could even like have that. So your pain, your, your, your distress to somebody else, it's like, man, I wish I would, I've, I've, I could experience because I don't know. Like, and like, for me, it's just like, all right, hey, there are relationships that I've, you know, pursued and things just didn't work out. And, you know, I, I went after it the best way I could. And, you know, does it sting? Of course, man, it hurts. It hurts. It doesn't feel good. But at the same time, I wouldn't change anything because there's something that I've learned in each one of my failed opportunities. You know, every opportunity that doesn't successfully um, transpire, you can learn something. So to me, it's just like, all right, hey, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to talk about. It doesn't necessarily make me happy. And, you know, I'm, I'm hurting, but I'm really gl glad that I had this opportunity, this moment. Food for thought. Love it. Love it. And that's something you share with me. Um, moments before we really get started or before, well, moments, when I say moments, I'm like a couple hours prior, but uh, you share something with me and it was really, it actually, it was a grand reminder. Sometimes people are in your life for a season. You mentioned something. You said season, reason, and something else. There was a third one. The reason for a season, and there was a third one that you had said. So there's, there's three types of people that you have in life. You have people that are meant for, to be in your life for the rest of your life. And you have people that are here to teach you, um, uh, give you a reason and teach you something that you need to learn. And then you have people that are in your life for a season that you're supposed to, okay, hey, you interact with them, you learn to what you need to learn, just keep on going. Right, you know? no, and that's and that was something that you had told me, you shared that with me and I thought about, you know, I think everybody can take this for food for thought for sure. And that is that, you know, some people are gonna be in your life for a reason. Some people are gonna be in your life for a season and some of them are gonna be there for the rest of your life. I will say that my last relationship that I spoke more about here in the beginning of this, um, of this, uh, you know, of this podcast episode, there was a reason why my ex-girlfriend was in my life uh, for the season. So I would say even the little mix of both, but she really was here for a season because in that season, I was becoming seasoned. I was able to be more confident in who I was. I was able to learn more about who I was. I was able to establish 
a understanding that I can have a relationship. I, for a long time, last little thing, I felt like I would never be able to have a relationship, a relationship with anyone because I have experienced things that I did. And of course, with the story of me being adopted and obviously that whole journey that I had, I felt like there was a reason for everything that took place for my biological mother giving me up for adoption and the purpose that came from my parents now that adopted me um, for the rest of my life. There's always going to be a purpose. There's a learning point for all of us to grow and to step forward. So, but anyways, guys, love is the choice. Go out there and, you know, make, make most of this episode today. Um, I think that um, we try to cover as much as we can in a 35 to 40 minute time frame to try to, you know, consolidate and bring you guys the best that we can. We aren't the type of people who like to go based off a piece of paper. Uh, we jot our notes, but, but I don't think we really do ever because we just kind of feel led to share with you guys what we feel and how we're doing and what we've got to share with you. But one thing that I want you guys to do, and if you haven't done so, and Adler and I stress it every time, the end of every episode is to subscribe to our YouTube channel, our our uh, other platforms, including Spotify, um, our Apple podcast, um, our Instagram page. And if for some reason you were in the middle of cooking a wonderful meal for your family, you can just say, hey, Alexa, or hey, Siri. Hey. And you can talk to them and ask them the same questions. Tell them to play the best you nation with your voice.